Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hello and good morning on this Friday the... is it the 13th? Oops, sorry. Yes, it is. It's Friday the 13th. I knew there was a reason I was waiting one more day. Holy smokes, we are still here on the dock in... Ocean City, Maryland, and it has been one long, long layover. We're looking at seven days total because tomorrow morning is uh, that's going to be the takeoff time. Going to go out just at high tide with it uh, just a little bit and hope that the waves have calmed down enough for Mighty Sparrow to punch her, her big old rounded bow right through whatever whatever shore chop and uh, action we have to to get out of this little inlet. It was pretty crazy, you know, a few days ago when it was still blowing 30s and 40s. Uh, we we went out and looked at the actual inlet, and it was an absolute mess. For, for me, it's really a surprising sight as as I'm usually offshore and I'm very used to swell and, and stuff like that and even dealing with bad weather. But to see the churning and bubbling and foaming action close to shore and on, on uh, little break walls and stuff is it's pretty incredible. I mean I I've felt trapped on a boat sometimes out at out at sea, but I've never felt the amount of of being trapped inland. Uh, and I, I thought of that old adage, uh, a ship is safer at sea, which I don't necessarily believe, but, uh, it was one of those things where, holy cow, there's just no way Sparrow could have gotten out of getting in possibly, but getting out of this inlet and trying to bash his way through it. I mean, the, the outlet here in, or the inlet Technically, it's an inlet, even if you're going out, <laughs> I believe. But the one here is very narrow, and it's it's well marked, but the channel, you have to stay right in the middle. Talking to some of the local fishermen and stuff, they, they basically said, yeah, it, it gets real shallow, it's shifty, but if you stay right in the middle of that channel, you'll be all right. Well, a buddy of mine took off and uh, yesterday, and said it got pretty dodgy. I mean, it, it was still probably pretty rough. He's got a nice boat with uh, a decent engine and all that sort of stuff, uh, more modern modern haul, so he's able to sort of slice through some of these waves. But with Sparrow, part of the problem is that we like to hobby horse when we get into steep chop. And the problem with hobby horsing is that the prop sometimes is actually out of the water, so you not only are being slowed by the waves, but you're also losing power every five, six seconds when the stern gets kicked up. And so it's sort of a double, double-edged sword, as they say. Uh, but this, this inlet faces almost due east, and the waves and everything that are coming down are all from the northeast, 
And so they're they're sort of swirling and churning and like I said, for the last bunch of days. And so and that that little system blew for I wanna say it blew thirty knots or more for four days. So it, it really cooked up some some action for sure. Um watching on Windy how it had displaced the Gulf Stream and pushed it offshore. I mean, even down at Cape Hatteras, the there was probably a two knot current flowing south. That's how that's how much wind driven motion there was on the ocean. So it was pretty crazy um, to see what was going on. You know, in, in hindsight, it would have been it would have been pretty easy to just head east from my position before this thing really formed and sort of waited out. But in my experience, most of these systems sort of gather their strength and then head off to the east northeast or the northeast, and that would have meant this this thing could have picked up steam possibly turned cyclonic and then just headed right offshore to where I was. And that would have definitely not been a good thing. So it was sort of a calculated risk to to come in here. And I, I think it's definitely the, the right decision. But boy, it's a week here is is grinding on me. I, I would have already been up in Maine. Uh, but, you know, the what ifs and oh, I should as I don't know, it doesn't help. So I'm just going to focus on what I have going on now, which is looking like a departure of tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., early start, get offshore, and uh, beeline it, essentially, for the entrance to the Great South Channel in between Nantucket and George's Bank, and then due north from there, right to Rockland, Maine. It's uh, about 500 miles, all said and told, so it'll be kind of interesting the weather seems to be good. It'll be light winds the first day, and then after that, it's southwesterlies. So I'll be running with the wind, and then turns into westerlies. And I think there's only just one little touch of uh, northwesterlies, which I'll have to beat into. But hopefully, I'll be past George's Bank after that. Uh, and then home sweet home up in uh, Rockland, Maine. Hopefully, to get get hauled out. So I, I have definitely got a lot of what I call yard work to do on this boat. And part of it's going to be possibly yanking the engine out of this out of this sucker. I, I definitely need to pull the prop shaft out and all that sort of stuff. But that's a podcast for another day. So I'm just having my coffee this morning and trying to sort out my new list for all the stuff that I need to do. I got a lot of it done already. All the engine checks. Uh, finally was able to get the impeller out of there. I got to replace a few of these these screws. So the, there's a little plate that covers the impeller, which is a sort of a rubber rubber wheel with a bunch of little spokes on it that pushes the raw water through the engine. Well, wanted to just make sure it was okay and... Um, but those two of them, two of the screws that hold in this plate out of four are not stripped, but they're getting there. And it's one of those things I ended up having to grind down the big screwdriver that I have to make it fit those those two a little bit better. But I was finally able to pop it off. Impeller looked great, so no worries on that. Um, 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think we're pretty much ready to go on the engine front. I'm gonna do one more full full look on it. Oh, we got a little rain. Holy cow! Rain and fog. That's what it's been doing all the time. Oh, that up. Oh, it's starting to get nice and moist. Nice and moist here in Old Mighty Sparrow once again. You know, when the system came on, it was just raining and blowing and the boat's heeling over and it got really damp. It was pretty cold. Then it sort of, as as that lifted, it, was, it wasn't too bad, but then the fog rolled in yesterday and so it's been damp and sticky and it's not quite as cold anymore, which is nice, but. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Even though I looked at the the cloud forecast for for the coming days, and it looks like I'm going to be in overcast land for at least three four days, possibly uh, before it clears out and I actually get to see that moon. But with that, the moon's going to be pretty much full almost uh, almost the whole time I'm out there, and or close to it, which will be nice because that will illuminate things a little bit. But uh, yeah, we've we've got quite a bit, quite a bit done, and I'm still running on essentially all of the supplies that I purchased down in South Carolina. So I'm toying with the idea of just not hitting up the grocery and you know just making what I have last. Um, but at the same time, it would be kind of nice to have some fresh food on the way up um but we'll see see how things go today if it's if it's raining really hard most of the day then i'll skip it but if not maybe i'll walk down it's about a mile mile and a half down to the grocery store buy some food and then get a a lift back but i don't know wow i don't know if you pick up that rain noise but it's coming in now (laughs) Mm. oh wow but the boat is clean Systems are functioning. Sales are fixed. Um, ran the engine yesterday. Once I finish this podcast, I'm going to run the engine again today. Uh, other than that, it's it's really put the lee board back in and stow anything that I yanked out for a little bit of dock mode. I was messing around with the plumbing a little bit and it seems to be a little bit better. I've got a... I don't know, an accumulation tank, I guess, for the pressure for the hot water or for the, the, the fresh water. And essentially, you know, there's, there's flexible pipe going all through this boat and goes right to this 12-volt water pump. So when you open up the sink, turn that on, open up the faucet, if you don't have the accumulator tank, the... The pump just starts to run. It doesn't really give all that great a pressure. I don't know. It might be a little bit old, but with the accumulator tank hooked up, it, uh, it's more intermittent, so it's not too bad. But I don't know. I, I'm, like, rambling here. <laughs> oh, man. My, my mind is uh, in a different sort of weird place. I, I was so lucky to have... This other boat come in with these uh, these guys because I was sort of going stir crazy, 
you know, you're sort of stuck on the boat because the weather's so crummy. You're alone, but you're not making any progress. And there's only so much you can do before your your brain goes insane. <clears throat> it was almost akin to to being to being becalmed out at sea because the boat still has motion. Instead of rolling, it's it's healing and it's tugging on the dock lines. But you're not moving anywhere. Uh, the only difference is it's costing you money every day you sit on a dock. When you're becalmed out at sea, it's free. Uh, but such is life. <clears throat> like I said, I'm trying. I'm not. You know, I, it's been nice to been able to talk to quite a few people and and stuff, and uh, that's always good. Like talk on the phone, you know, because this place is pretty empty. But it has been. It's been pretty wonderful uh, as far as the staff here at Sunset Marina. So that's been a good good bonus and stuff. Uh, the Garmin inReach is is its brains are scrambled, uh, just about as bad as mine. And when I send a text, I don't really know if it's going to the actual recipient because it's coming back from a different recipient, or at least it tells me so. So I'm going to do a factory reset on that, and hopefully that will help a little bit. But I still, it seems. That the the most crucial people, you know, like my family and stuff, are still getting them, and it seems like I'm getting them back from them, the text messages, and they're not getting any actual location. But you know, I, that thing has served me pretty well. Uh, definitely, if you ten ten twenty thousand miles or something like that. But it's it's kind of unnerving when a piece of tech just starts to act very, very strange. I almost would rather just have it not work and then you have to get something new or, uh, you know, replace it. But who knows? <sighs> Other than that, I don't really know. I'm going to, I think what I'll probably end up doing is putzing around, getting a few things sorted out this morning down below while it's still raining. And then hopefully we get a break. Got to take the sail cover off. Get get the sails going. This is this sort of game plan of this inlet. It's going to be interesting. The the winds are going to be super light to non-existent, which isn't really ideal. Um, ideally, in an ideal world, I'll be able to have my sails up the whole time I'm going out of this this inlet. And just in case something happens with the engine, I can at least still go under sail power to get out of here. Um, I have a feeling I, I'd probably be able to get the main up before I get out there, but it's a it's a really short little runway. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room to go and mess around with your sails and then come back. And I don't know. We'll we'll have to sort of see. I, I'll obviously have the the mainsail and staysail ready to be hoisted uh, at a moment's notice. Um, but it's going to be pretty much motoring through whatever I have to motor through to get out there. Uh, luckily, it does. It's unlike the St. Helens Sound and and Port Royal Sound, the fairway to just get out, like basically from protected waters to all of a sudden you're in deep enough where you can sort of turn one way or the other is only about a mile and once you're outside of that then you're pretty much free to go 
you know, when you're when you're taking off from from South Carolina in some of those spots, it's like five miles of exposed water with sort of shoals and breakers all around you. And yeah, it's I've I've had to motor into the weather a few times getting out, and it's kind of a pain. And you're you're sort of worried and wondering, but typically if you're if you're motoring into the weather and something does go wrong. You just turn around and you go right back the other way. So, got to have your exit strategy and and all that sort of stuff. Be ready for engine failure. I don't know. It's for an ocean sailor. This just isn't. Uh, it isn't my forte. But all it takes is uh, a bit of seamanship and make some right choices. Be ready for whatever problems come at you and just go for it and and make the wise choice. I mean, I I was sort of. Going back and forth, originally I was going to try and take off this morning, but after hearing how dicey it was yesterday, I figured, you know, another 24 hours to let things calm down even more because tonight, as as this day goes on, the winds drop and drop and drop and drop, and they start coming more from the east. And then by, by 9 o'clock tonight, the winds are going to drop almost completely off which will help that ocean just calm down a bit more and give us uh, a little less wave action as we get out. It's so funny to be to be hindered by this this little quarter mile stretch of of water when I've got another 500 miles of of offshore easy sailing. I shouldn't say easy, but compared to this little quarter mile definitely way way less stressful for me uh, but uh yeah so i don't know i'm looking forward to cracking into some more books and getting going cranking back hopefully do some fishing we'll have to see what the weather does it might be raining on me for the first three days that i had out there so i don't know uh, this this trip doing the north trip before june 1st is for the birds man <laughs> That's a crazy thing. Had I waited, uh, I don't know. It just uh, I'd still be down there in South Carolina. Actually, I'd probably be taking off right now, looking at the forecast, and uh, I would have been able to sort of escape pretty much all of this. But I don't know. It's if it's anything, it's an experience, um, sort of a new one to me. So chalk that up for what you will, but. It was crazy. Towards the end, the last day of it blowing pretty hard, uh, I popped one of my one-inch dock lines, snapped that sucker right off, and it's it was basically going through uh, the hostel pipe, which is like the hole, which is bronze and smooth. So it just was pressure and and tension, and it just popped that sucker, and it worked its way about halfway through the other one which is why I had doubled up lines on a couple. But to see that was pretty surprising. But, you know, we're, we're talking uh, like 96 hours of constant pressure. And I guess those dock lines were a little old, but they looked like they're in great shape. I mean, they are they were given to me by uh, an old friend of mine, Richard. And I don't know. Uh, it was pretty crazy. And, and all I could do really – with uh, obviously the the popped one, I took that off and replaced it. But uh, the other one that was chafed through, I just 
pulled it in a little bit further and cleaned it off again. And so I moved the area where it was chafed. And then usually my tactic with lines, whether they be creaking under strain, so you have to listen to them all the time, or if you're afraid that there's some sort of chafe, I just take Gorilla Tape and put it right on whatever surface they're hitting. And, you know, you may end up with some of the the glue and stuff left over that you got to get rid of uh, with a little bit of work. But that Gorilla Tape, it holds up and it doesn't chafe at all. It, I've used it as anti-chafing material on this boat always. And it's absolutely amazing. I wish I could get a sponsorship from those guys. <laughs> there. I I still had, I remember, oh man, I had used Gorilla Tape to put the GPS aerial for my AIS up uh, on Sparrow. I did that when I replaced it down at Cape Horn. And I must have sailed another 20,000 miles or something without replacing that tape. It was just solid. And it was, and that's weather beaten, going through all sorts, salt water, splash, all that. And that tape just held. It's really, it really is amazing. And craziest thing, uh, I remember there was one night I was having to use some of it and I was in the head. It's pitch black, and I noticed that as you peel Gorilla Tape open, right where the glue, the adhesive is coming off from the roll, it actually glows. And I, I was amazed. It's a little like phosphorescent tape. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that's, uh, I don't know if that's a well-known fact, or maybe it was just an oddball tape, or maybe I was hallucinating. I should actually try that again just to see if I can back that that statement up with uh, a little bit more reality. So maybe we'll I'll hit you up on the podcast on the next one, let you know how that goes. But yeah, I don't know. Um, trying to think of trying to think of anything and every like a lot of times with this with me sitting down in front of the mic, it's me mentally going through all the little tasks that need to be finished before I can actually get moving. And it actually helps to say it out loud. I mean, truth be told, I'd probably be saying it out loud anyway. <laughs> That's one of the uh, the scars of spending so much time alone on that big first trip is um, you end up, you know, you end up talking to yourself a little bit and it sort of sticks with you when you're alone. And sometimes when you're not, boy, this coffee is strong today. Holy smokes. Ah, but it's good. Slept really well the last couple nights, which has been fantastic. Ah, did a little mile long walk to the grocery store, to the uh, gas station yesterday to get a six pack of beers. Only had like two of them last night. Just didn't want to stay up too late. And uh, so that was pretty good. I think that helps with the sleep as far as, you know, not having too many. Because I have a tendency when I get in these boring sort of situations where I'm stuck somewhere and all that. Try and be, pro, you know, try and be productive when I can and where I can. But, you know, come nightfall and I don't know. I just, part of me is just like, well, let's have a bunch of beers. <laughs> 
Just not a great thing. Not not a great habit to uh, sort of be in. So trying to tame that beast a little bit, you know, bring it back, bring it back a little, rein it in, as they say. So I'm not going to take much out there with me uh, on this next hunk of the voyage. I think it's going to be just enough for a sundowner, and that's about it. Um, I guess that's usually what I take anyway, but. I uh, thought about maybe picking up a box of wine because those are kind of nice. You, you feel fancy, you know. It's uh, sunset. You're eating some sort of dehydrated meal and a uh, nice little glass of wine. Nice little nice little Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> the last one, uh, I, I had one on this last leg, and that was pretty good. It uh, didn't pop, which by my account, it means it's a success in every way, shape, or form, and it tasted pretty good, and I didn't have to refrigerate it, so that definitely helped. Uh, yeah, other than that, the it was cool actually having this this extra water bladder. I think I'm going to be able to just dump the rest of the water from the bladder into my main tanks and hopefully empty that sucker out so I don't need to have it even below my bunk which will open up a little bit of room for a little different bit of storage but it has been kind of nice I every time I go out there's always a few little changes that I make and try out on Sparrow to see if they work and with this with this trip it's been uh, putting an actual board uh, it's hard to describe but underneath underneath my bunk which is usually like a dinette like booth drop that table down so the footwell is open only on one side so it's a really great shelf but you either have to tie stuff in there which normally i would tie like five gallon jerry cans of water and stuff like that well this time i put the i put the the water bladder which is about a 40 gallon one inside of there uh, but i actually cut and made a board just perfect to fit all the angles and everything that I can just screw right in and then still access the little hose where you can empty it out. And I don't know, it, it's been pretty cool. There's enough space to like shove stuff in there. And I think if I were to do it again, I would probably just shrink that board down a little bit so that you can really like throw stuff, throw larger things underneath there. Uh, while you're underway, because every once in a while, I, I've always been looking for a great place for my wet weather gear on this boat. And short of emptying the one closet that I really have on this boat, uh, which which has mostly dry stuff, and I put my chart, the tubes, the cardboard tubes that hold all the charts and stuff, that's in there. So I, I like to keep that a dry space. I mean... All I've ever done is pile it up and and hang it right here next to the nav station, right next to the companionway stairs, so it's not making its way throughout the rest of the boat, especially when it's super salty. And you know that that seems to work, but it's sort of you have to like step over it and all this sort of stuff. And I don't know. I think I think ideally there would be. Uh, I guess yeah. I don't know. That's the one thing lacking on Old Sparrow is somewhere to just shove all your wet weather gear so that when you come down below, you can throw it in there. It's not going to spill out over the cabin sole and 
you're pretty much good to go. And maybe that's a possibility. I guess, well, anything's possible, but I don't know. Sometimes you just want everything to be put away. You know, you don't want to see it. You don't want it lying around anywhere. So, uh, who knows? Who knows? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been kind of neat with this extra week, even though it's going to be more than double the time of the entire trip start to finish. I don't think besides besides getting another six pack uh of beer, I don't think I will have to actually resupply and like not even taking any water on, which saying that out loud now makes me want to not go to the grocery and just keep plugging away. Um I think there's there's a a bit of uh I don't know, something about that appeals to me and I don't I don't know why. I mean, you would think the rational thing to do would be to go and and reprovision some of the fresh stuff that I I've eaten through while I've been here. And I only ate through that stuff because I didn't want it to spoil. I I made a cauliflower pizza last night and the cauliflower was definitely browning, uh you could say, but still tasted fine. I just cut off the worst of the spots before I grated it all up, but uh, I don't know. I still have a frozen piece of ham and a frozen thing of bacon and uh, a couple of wraps. I guess that that would probably be the only thing I would really want more of is those wraps because once those are gone, that's that's pretty much it. I think I'll tell you what. This is what I'm going to do. Game plan. I'm going to count the wraps. If I have five or more, I will not go to the grocery because that will allow me to make a wrap each day for um, for lunch or possibly do one for breakfast and then good to go. Because that, you know, if I'm going to eat like ham sandwiches out there, that would be kind of nice. But I may, I don't know, we'll, we'll have to see. I'll count those up. I'll, I'll let you know in the next podcast. <laughs> oh, this is just a rambler, isn't it? Rambling. Uh, but it's raining and it's morning and there's not too much else. So, okay, well, I'm going to actually get into it a little bit. I'll do probably one more little update today as, as things go, plug the two of these together. Hopefully we'll get close to an hour of, of me rambling, which still astounds me that anyone would want to listen to but uh yeah hey still love sharing my experiences uh and this is truly a unique one that is for sure so we'll check back in and then I'll I'll send this one out into the universe hopefully before I leave and uh then we've got we've got another one that I've already scheduled um and then yeah I probably won't hear from here for me until I make my arrival in Maine, which hopefully should be entertaining because I'm typically very tired by the time I get up to Maine, having gone through the throes of George's Bank and then also the Gulf of Maine into hours and hours of ducking and dodging the rocks and the islands of coastal Maine. It's a trifecta of sleeplessness. So anyway, thanks for listening and uh, until a few uh, hours from now. Good afternoon. Same day as the previous section. We are 
Looking pretty good. Just got back from a nice three-mile walk to the grocery store and back. I got offered uh, the use of a car or possibly a ride earlier this morning, but I figured if I'm going to be offshore for five days uh, without the ability to really stretch the old limbs, I figure why not take advantage. But I will say there's one, one, uh, one little complaint I have here in Ocean City. And that's, there's no sidewalks. Um, I'm basically walking on, uh, striding right on the white line on the road or walking on the grass, which usually is pretty slanted. So that was, I don't know. I, I've always found that sort of funny. It's sort of like this place is not made, or at least this little area is not made for pedestrian traffic, which I don't know. I like walking. It feels good. I, uh, every time I go on a, a you know, a couple mile stroll, I always get the bug to do the Pacific Crest Trail. I don't know what it is. Uh, I just think back to my AT days and usually by, by about the end of the, the little walk, I'm, I'm trying to plot and plan and figure out how I can schedule a nice little three and a half, four month, uh, hiking trip in somewhere along the lines. I think with the PCT, you have to start in May at some point is sort of the typical, end of April, beginning of May. So for me, that's a little tricky, but I don't know. It's possible. It's doable anyway. So we're, uh, we're looking pretty good at this point. Um, the fog is still, uh, prevalent offshore and stuff or, or coastally and, but it's clearing up and the wind has dropped down to next to nothing, which is what the forecast is telling me, which is good. Uh, because if the forecast is accurate for, you know, the next four days or whatever, we're going to have a pretty good sail. And uh, I'll take off tomorrow morning, right around 7 in the morning, ride the tide out. And uh, hopefully the seas will be nice and flat, no big deal. I'm going to run the engine one more time this evening for maybe an hour just to make sure everything's going well with that uh make sure the batteries are charging all that sort of stuff um because i'll be off any sort of shore power about five o'clock today and then yeah sort of kick back and relax try and get some more sleep i was able to get a good nap in yesterday and a good nap in today to try and keep that sleep schedule going of uh you know not not just six to eight hours one time but sleeping like four to six hours at night and then one to two hours in the afternoon i really like to try and maintain that and i've tried my best throughout this whole thing it was easy in the beginning because it was so loud and windy and bouncy in here that i just barely slept which is kind of more the real the real world when you're off, uh, off sailing and such, but I don't know. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been pretty good to, to be able to sort of stay on that cycle. And other than that, obviously just got, because I was walking, I did not load up on groceries. I just got the bare essentials, uh, some eggs, some wraps, some cheese, and, um, quick little stop at the old liquor store just to get, you know, gotta have my sundowner taking a look at the checklist at this point of last minute things because i ideally obviously i'm gonna wake up pretty darn early tomorrow uh in anticipation of of getting back out there and so i'll have a little bit of time but 
I want to have everything pretty much ready so I can just do last minute checks and such. The wind tomorrow morning is supposed to be almost non-existent and so I won't it's pretty easy to get out of the this marina. They don't really have piers. They have like the main dock and then but the little finger piers, they don't really have those. They've got pilings. So it's really wide and they've got about 90 feet in between uh, piling to piling from dock to dock, which I think they call that the slipway. And so it's got a, a very wide slipway uh, for these big sport fishing boats and such. So that'll be pretty easy. Shouldn't be hard to get out of here. And then pretty much follow follow this little half mile jaunt. Got to stick to that channel really, really tight. And then, um, yeah, hopefully there won't be any fog tomorrow morning. I don't know. It doesn't really matter too much if there is, but hopefully there won't be. Um, you know, I, I think the only the only thing that might change my plan is if this fog completely lifts in the next hour or so and I go down there with the binoculars to take a gander and it just looks really good then I will probably end up taking off with the high tide tonight, which is at 630, because I can get 5, 10 miles offshore before it even gets dark, and then I'm pretty much in the clear at that point, which would be nice to uh, be able to sleep really soundly. But there is some uh, weather out there, not not uh, like gale stuff, but uh, thunderstorms and lots of rain. And I'm going to, while I'm on land and I can get that forecast super accurate, I'm going to definitely take a look and see if it would be beneficial to jet out there now, or actually maybe better to take off tomorrow morning and then miss the, the system. Cause like most systems, it's just, these thunderstorms are sort of dissipating as they get go off to the northeast and if i can avoid a thunderstorm hey i'll uh, sleep here on the dock but if it doesn't really matter and it's perfect then i'm going to head on out and get out to sea and spend a, a lovely evening out there might even might even be able to see the moon tonight i'm going to be mostly under overcast skies at least for the first three days of this trip and uh, it's not ideal but take what you can get if it's not raining, that's great. If it's, uh, but the main priority, obviously, is just to to have wind so that we can keep on trucking and get up there to the Gulf of Maine, past George's Bank. Ideally, if I thought I could really plan that far ahead, um, as far as ETAs go, my biggest thing would be to to sort of enter the Great South Channel in the morning so that I'm past George's Bank by the. Uh, afternoon and in the Gulf of Maine proper for the night because once you get past George's and away from the fishing boats and the scallopers and all that sort of stuff it makes life a lot easier but that's basically the the sort of game plan so a few more things to sit here and and check out on the computer while I have internet and all that stuff but uh, yeah I think I think we're pretty much 100% ready. I was able to top off the tanks without having to take on water from the dock, which is good because the water actually, I don't know what it is. I did add this little, um, it's like aqua something 
just a tiny bit to each tank and the, the bladder that is supposed to sort of make the water taste a little better. Plus, I, I exchanged the water filter that I have uh, down below the sink. And the water's tasting really good. I'm not even using the Brita filter anymore. Um, it's kind of a pain to do that, even though it's it's become a real habit on this boat. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's actually kind of nice just to drink straight from the faucet. It's nice up in Maine because you can definitely drink straight from the faucet. Uh, I I definitely I really like that up there. Um, they got some great taste in water. No, it is kind of an industrial place, or it used to be, but I'm pretty sure it's it's okay. Ah, um, yeah. Other than that, we're pretty good. I'm gonna probably get the mainsail ready, all the slugs put in and dressed and ready to go. Um, the staysail, I will probably hank that on. Um. Cause it really, you know, it doesn't impede visibility all that much. And I do really want to be able to pop those sails up. Uh, if, if all comes to a halt with the old engine, I want to be able to go. Cause the, the wind should be blowing out of the Southeast tomorrow morning. So, which will also hopefully be warmer too. It's still a bit chilly. First time I sweated, I was sweating was today on that walk. It was uh, pretty brisk. I wanted to get there and back. Uh, so I'll probably clean the boat one more time inside just to cheer it all up a little bit. And I don't know. I might see what the laundry facilities, uh, what the cost is for that, just to just to see. I don't really feel like paying like four or five bucks to to do one little half load of laundry of mostly bought you know board shorts and and t-shirts which I probably won't really be using uh, for quite quite some time as I'm headed up to Maine but I know laundry's free up where I'm going so every every penny I can hold on to I'm going to um yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There is not a whole lot else to say. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on anything else. Besides, I I hope in the future this will be the last time I have to duck in uh, due to weather, because it just I don't know it, it for me it just it in the in the beginning it seemed like a great idea, but. In the end, it seems like it's been a colossal waste of money and time, and uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where it would have been uncomfortable out at sea, maybe, um, especially if the system would have formed, then it would have been really something, but at least that would have been something to experience. Uh, Not to say that being on this dock wasn't uh, a bit of an experience. I've never really been on dock in those kind of conditions constant for that long. So I suppose in some ways it was a bit of an endurance test. Um, you know, feeling that pressure constantly on the boat and on the lines, but boy, it would have been nice to just be out at sea and hove to and all that sort of stuff and just, just, uh, lay up and wait for this thing to ease down so I could cut right across and go, uh, go straight into Maine. I would already be in Maine by now, uh, which is kind of a funny thing to think of. But again, it's hindsight. It was probably the safer option 
uh, when, you know, we didn't know exactly what the system was going to do. And, um, yeah, so you always got to err on the side of caution, but going back to what I was first saying, I hope I don't have to do this sort of thing again. It's so much more fulfilling to do a one shot without any stops. Uh, I just, for me, it's part of, part of what I enjoy about that is watching and feeling the transformation that you go through solo on a boat, or I suppose even with crew, when you get past day three, day four, day five, you really start to get in tune with the environment that's around you, and or at least I do. And it takes that long to get your brain to sort of calm down. I'll be lucky if I get to feel that on this leg of the journey. I'm sort of hoping that I might be able to just climb right back into it only because I've spent so much time on the boat and not a huge amount of time out and about and and like you know eating in restaurants except for the day that Chris took me out uh that was really really nice of him great guy they made it FYI sent me a text they made it safe and sound down to uh I forget where it was somewhere in Virginia but it was like a 12 or 14 hour jaunt from here and I'll tell you that's that's probably something worth mentioning you know I I know when I did the interview with Tom back, I think it's like episode 60-something, one of the things he mentioned right off the the start was one of the things that the sailing community delivers, it delivers your, your ability to go and see the world, but also meet all these people, and... I know in in normal life it can be a little tricky to to go and and meet people just perfect strangers where I don't know where you have something in common or you just get along or you're of that certain mindset and one of the nice parts about being in these marinas and things like that and being on boats it is we're sort of the collective weirdos that decided to live uh, a floating lifestyle and uh, not all of them, not to say that Chris was a, a liveaboard guy like me, but, you know, he's a sailor. And so we have that in common, and we both got boats, blah, blah, blah. In any event, it's it was really neat. I mean, if anything, if I was going to get anything out of this stopover uh, to say that it was like a, a really positive thing, it was that now I've got sort of this new friend in the world and super cool guy and all that sort of stuff and just... I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna get him uh, on the old podcast, you know, in the probably this fall at some point. But I don't know. You, you just never know. You never know who you're gonna run into, and then just sort of click with, and and then all of a sudden it's like, holy cow, because it's great. So, cheers to that. <sighs> and I guess it, you know, it, it just never hurts to stop and say hi, and you never know what sort of conversation is gonna. Sp- just pop out of nowhere and then all of a sudden it's uh can turn into something really cool you know it's it's pretty easy especially these days uh especially the last couple years to sort of shut down and recoil and i myself have done it plenty uh you know you can talk to some of the people down ladies island marina sometimes they have to do a wellness check you know, make sure I'm alive because uh, I'll go days uh, where, you know, usually it's when it's really cold. So people aren't hanging out outside. Uh, you just sort of dart into the building, use the facilities and come back out. But I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's one of those things where 
I like being outgoing and I like being able to go and talk to people. And yeah, you know, you, you might get dusted off a few times by people and, and just run into some jerk mos, but you can't let that sort of prevent you from, from going and, and just saying hello to people and, and all that sort of stuff. But again, I, I guess my, my point is being in these marinas, that's, it's sort of, it makes it way easier because you're, you're all doing the sort of same thing. I suppose, uh, you know, I, I want to say it's almost like being in the grocery store or being at the gym, but I know those are like sort of creepy places to try and <laughs> you know, meet people, I guess, or maybe creepy to like try and meet women. I don't Who knows? Who knows? But, um, yeah, I don't know. So that was sort of a blessing in disguise. And, uh, if anything, I'm glad I came in here cause, uh, meeting those guys was pretty cool. And so I got that going for me. <laughs> uh, can you tell I'm searching for things to say? Ah, get it together, bud. Jeez Louise. Got the Lee board in, ready to sleep. Uh, even if tonight I have to sort of screw, unscrew this little thing and, and slide the Lee board in and screw it back up. So even if I don't end up leaving till tomorrow, I'm probably just going to leave that in. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I think at this point I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and unplug the, uh, well, no, I'm going to do that at five. So I'm going to unplug the shore power, go return the, the splitter that I needed so I could drop from 50 amps to 30 amps. And then I'm going to run the engine for an hour. And then hopefully at that point, the fog will have lifted so I could take one more gander out at the inlet. And if it looks really good and I'm feeling it, then... I'll take off tonight. And if it doesn't, if it's questionable at all or the fog is really thick or whatever, then, hey, I'll be here for one more night. Uh, you know, be able to enjoy the beauty of the Internet. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. Just hang loose and try not to drink uh, too many beers. want to make sure I'm fresh and ready to go in the morning. Nothing worse. I remember when I was younger doing yacht deliveries and such. I was always pretty responsible with that. But you get, I remember being on some cruise or with some cruise in my younger days where it was sort of like last night on land. We better make it a good one. And oh, geez. I luckily never really fell for that trap uh, except for maybe once. But once was enough. Uh, hopping on a boat with any semblance of a hangover and heading out to sea is just awful. Absolutely awful. If you, if you really got to do something like that, wait until the end of the delivery and then at least you get to stay on land. But, um, yeah, so definitely going to be nice and fresh and, uh, ready to go. I've got everything charged up fully. I'm going to do one more check to see how all the batteries for all the cordless drills and stuff Make sure all those are charged up in case you need them and computers and all that sort of stuff are good. Sat phone, everything. It's nice having this little goal zero. It's the, uh, the Yeti 150. It's like a cube and it's, it's pretty cool. I, I must say having that, I actually, uh, secure it right here at the nav station. So, I essentially can get power and it has a little inverter on it, but I can do, it's mostly just the USB ports. 
And it really comes in handy on the rivers down south where you're using like an iPad for navigation because you can sit there and you can plug the iPad right into that and then uh, have that right up uh, right up on top. So it's pretty cool. Definitely like that one. Uh, other than that, I think the only other goal I'm going to try and do while I'm out at sea this next time is just take more footage. I didn't really do a whole lot of that on this last trip. Um, I, I was sort of in that mindset of like, nah, you know, I'll do it later. I'm just going to try and enjoy getting being back out at sea and all that. And uh, lo and behold, then all of a sudden I'm I'm headed in. So I'll try and get uh, some more footage because, you know, I definitely want to make sure there's some some good stuff for for all the social media stuff and and also i'd like to do some something for youtube but i don't know really i just want to keep giving stuff to the patreon <laughs> page <laughs> oh man which i i don't know i mean there's a lot of people following that aren't part of that which is totally cool um but i don't know it's one of those things where you're torn you know people are supporting you so you want to Make sure you give them the the juicy stuff. But at the same time, you know, I started that whole thing with the mindset of just being like, it's just for support. I'm not going to try and bait you with uh, early releases and extra footage and this, that, and the other thing. Because um, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> That's not my style. So in any event, uh, yeah, I'm going to check a few things off the old list here and then <sighs> kick back and relax and probably end up staying the night, but that's about it. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed some of these updates. I know it's, uh, uh, it's gotta be a little bit boring to just listen to almost the same sort of stuff. Uh, but there is another podcast that'll be coming out, I believe on Monday, once I'm already out at sea. And that one is just an update during the gale here from the dock. And then, the last two sections of the trip up to here. And I actually tried to do a decent job of explaining that in the beginning of the podcast this time. So hopefully it makes a bit more sense. If it doesn't, well, who knows, but I'm going to try on this next leg of the trip to do one little podcast each day and actually do like an intro to it. That's a little bit more concise about the day it is, how many days I've been out, that sort of stuff. But uh, it'll be nice to get up there to Maine and actually sit down with Murph. He's my number one. Once I get up there, I can't wait. Uh, and then talk to Heat. Oh, man, there's so many good people up there that I can't wait to see and I can't wait to sit down with and share share with all the uh, listeners out there. So thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Patreon family. And uh, hope you all have a good week. And I will talk to you in about five, six days once I'm up in Maine. Take care.